Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, as we we move into the season of Pentecost, into the, the life and the teachings of, of your Son, our Savior, we begin with, with you in all of your majesty and glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We begin with with you, a God we, we don't fully comprehend or understand, but a God that we celebrate. God, that we celebrate because of the great things that you have done in time and in eternity. Lord, be with us this day. Guide our paths forward as we work together, not only to, to strengthen the faith of, of each other, but also as we work to extend your kingdom to those who do not know you. Father, guide us by your Holy Spirit in the truth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. It is that Sunday of the Holy Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We use all sorts of different means to try to somehow understand the, both the complexity and the simplicity of, of who God is and how he presents himself to us. We use kind of interlocking triangles or interlocking circles. We tell all sorts of kind of analogies to try to figure out how this works. We assign different works based on scripture to Father as creator and Son as redeemer and Holy Spirit as sanctifier and yet we struggle still to understand. And what it comes down to really is that the Holy Trinity is, is something that I don't think we're ever going to understand this side of heaven. We can kind of poke at it and prod at it and try to get it straight in our hearts and in our minds, but ultimately it is something that we just have to grab a hold of by faith and something that we grab a hold of and that we celebrate knowing who our God is by the things that he has done for us. Even Isaiah in our Old Testament lesson today gets to see God in all of his glory. And he is awed, and yet his first expression as he sees it is not what we would expect. He says to us, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. 
and above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of Sabaoth. Holy, holy, holy. Spoken three times. A reminder that in this very word applied to God that he is set apart and he is above all things. And all of creation is in his hands. Isaiah is so awestruck by the sight that he says, Woe is me, for I am lost. Why? I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. To be in the presence of God is to be presented with the holiness of God and the inadequacies of who we are. To stand in the face of Almighty God, the Lord of hosts, holy, holy, holy. And to understand that we are far from holy. We are a people of unclean lips. Unclean lips. We remember the words of the psalmist. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Our words and our actions often don't match. We confess, I'm a Christian. But we live life on our terms, not on God's. We fall into sin and disobedience. Woe unto me, for I am lost. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah, at that point in this vision, has no hope. He recognizes that he deserves the full wrath of Almighty God seated on the throne. And yet God instructs one of the seraphim to fly to the altar of burning coals and to take one with tongs. And he goes to Isaiah, and he touches his mouth, and he says, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. For Isaiah, it comes from burning coals that cleansing fire of God. For us, it comes from the cross, 
The cross of Jesus Christ who washes us clean with his very blood and declares us holy and righteous in his sight. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin atoned for. The cleansing fire of the Holy Spirit is upon the people of God. It comes to us in the words of redemption in the waters of baptism. Your sins are washed away. It comes to us in the power of our confession regularly on Sunday mornings and we hear those words, your sins are forgiven. It is the heart of our faith to understand that in spite of our own uncleanness, our unclean lips and our unclean hearts, that God works in our lives to remove our unrighteousness so that he might call us holy. And the message, the message of, of this salvation, the message of this cleansing is not just for us, but for the whole world, for God loved the whole world. Not just you, not just me, not just Lutherans, but the whole world. All of creation we know is in rebellion against God and yet God never stops loving that which he created, that which he formed with his own hands, that which he breathed into the spirit of life. For God so loved the whole world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We sit here, we worship here, we sing here, we pray here. But there's a whole world in God's creation that doesn't know the reality of Jesus Christ and who he is and what he has done. And so, God, just as he asks Isaiah, asks us as well. Whom shall I send? Whom shall I send into the world to tell the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ? Whom shall I send to bring people to redemption and salvation? I can imagine Isaiah with that question kind of looking like this. It's kind of like when somebody stands up during the announcements and says, We need some volunteers. And Isaiah looks around and realizes he's the only one there. And he says, here I am. Send me, Lord. Here we are. As God's people, holy and dearly loved, redeemed by Jesus Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit, gifted with the knowledge of salvation. And God says, who's going to impact the world? Who's going to stand for the faith in this trying time? Who can I send? 
And when we hear those words, sometimes we are so reluctant. And perhaps we begin to slink down a little bit in the pews, hoping that the pastor won't make eye contact with us. And yet we need not fear. For God has sent his promised Holy Spirit to us. A spirit of wisdom and a spirit of truth. A spirit of guidance and a spirit of strength. And we have the opportunities each day in our own lives to share the love of Jesus Christ in simple ways by deeds. And even by words as the opportunities present themselves. It's not always easy. But sometimes, sometimes you can do it with a little bit of humor. When I introduce myself to strangers, I introduce myself as Neil. And I got to tell you, I love to play golf. I just haven't had a chance in a long time to do it. But when I go and I'm playing by myself and somebody says, can I join you? Or maybe even at the starter's box, they say, hey, we have a group of two more guys or three more guys coming up. You want to join them? Yeah. And it's always interesting because if you've ever, anybody here ever played golf? You hear all sorts of words after a shot or a missed putt that you probably wouldn't normally hear in polite society. And somewhere around the third or the fourth hole, the conversation will come up, so what do you do for a living? I'm a pastor. And generally the look of shock comes over people's faces and they say something like, oh my God, I'm going to hell. <laughs> Which brings the wonderful opportunity to say, not if you know Jesus. Because he can forgive the multitude of your sins and even your unbelief. He can move in your heart and in your lives in ways that you never dreamed. And you can have a peace that passes all of our human understanding and a joy that fills your heart even in times of sorrow. Now you don't have the advantage of, of being able to answer those questions, so what do you do for a living? You can't really say, I'm a pastor. But you can use this approach. I'm an ambassador. Really? For who? For which country? I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ, my King and my Lord, the one who loves you and me and who died on a cross for you and me.
Here am I. Send me, Lord. Send me. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.